Okay, so with all Star Wars ru- ruling everything right now, the box office, and I mean, you can't you can't go anywhere without seeing something Star Wars, whether it be chewing gum or cereal or even macaroni and cheese, which you know, whatever. I but, have uh, I have Star Wars pocket tissues, which <laughs> I, <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I bought I bought my daughter uh, Star Wars uh, Campbell soup. The no. So that's not a plug because it's just filled with salt water, but it's just <laughs> Campbell's the soup. The force in every bite, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> race cholesterol force in every bite. <laughs> but um, but what has been interesting is all the other movies that they've been talking about, other than the actual main you know main storyline of the big three. Yeah, or it's seek to at this point. But. It's kind of funny because as soon as that movie dropped and people actually went and saw it, the very next thing out of their breath was, "Oh, I can't wait till Rogue One," or "I can't wait till the next story." You know. The, yeah, I'm really I'm really psyched about the Rogue One. Um, I can't wait to see the first footage of that because, I mean, me and you went to the celebration like we talked about earlier. And, I mean, the biggest thing that I got excited for, other than obviously Episode 7, was that they got, like, the director of photography for all these, like, war movies, like, yeah. you know, Black Hawk Down or something like that, or Saving Private Ryan. I can't remember the exact movies, but, like, just the fact that they said that those were the ones that they were going to go after or that they brought in, like, just made me think, like, oh, my God, this is going to be gritty. This is going to be dark. This is going to actually feel like a war. So that I'm really excited for. I know you are. But then yeah. they released this other news about a solo Han, like a no, no pun intended, but a solo Han Solo movie. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I don't know how sure. I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I really, I, I don't, how do you get somebody? How do you get a Han Solo, a young Han Solo? How do you get a young Harrison Ford? I mean, do you, do you remember the Last Crusade, the movie, The Last Crusade, the Indiana right. Jones movie, right. and they got what River Phoenix to play. I, you know, I went back and watched that again, and it's still like he's he tries he tries really hard, right? You know, to be like you know Harrison Ford, even down to the you know the chin being cut and yeah, the, the scar, the, right? And the and the type of you know when he yells and stuff, he does that weird yell um, mm-hmm. when he's hurt or scared or something like that. But uh, other than that, like I I just couldn't see it. So this is a tall order. Like, it, the one thing that's going to pull you out of the movie is if the actor is nothing like Harrison Ford, like, or he's imitating Harrison Ford. Right. Um, and, I mean, I, I like Han Solo's character. I like him a lot. Um, he's got some really iconic lines, you know, in, in the trilogy, and he's even got some really good ones in The Force Awakens. But to me, like, I don't... What are they going to talk about? Like, him smuggling shit and him, you know, getting on some kind of, like, smuggling adventure. To me, that doesn't really interest me. And I'm I'm also wondering now that I've seen The Force Awakens, and again, spoilers, so don't listen to this if um, you've never seen The Force Awakens, because why would you skip the first two parts and go to number three? But, um, <laughs> but you know, I wonder if they decided to do a, a Han Solo movie, because they killed off Han Solo in The Force Awakens, and they're like, well, now I get no more Han Solo. And then they're like, well, maybe you do, because here's a, a prequel almost, or, or a pre-telling like, of a young Han Solo. And to me, that didn't seem really interesting. I liked the fact that I didn't know anything about Han Solo. Like, he just looked like this character that you just met in a bar, and his backstory is just like, you kind of know everything you want that I want to know anyway from A New Hope. Like, 
he's a smuggler. He's not that great of a guy in the beginning. He's always looking out for him until he meets, you know, Luke and Leia. And then he, you know, his mind kind of changes. Yeah, I like that yeah, about him. Yeah, I do, I do too. And and like you said, you know, everything you need to know about him, you you know in a new hope and which I hated that uh that was changed a little bit with the Greedo, you know, shoots first kind of thing. Well, in my world that didn't happen, so. Right, I know exactly. Um <clears throat> but um you know, you know everything you need to know. And he they even mentioned, you know, he won the Millennium Falcon from Lando. Uh Chewie has a life debt. Uh, to him, and and that's, I mean, the only thing I can see happening in the uh, anthology, the Star Wars story, or whatever you, you want to call it. I still like anthology better. Um, the Star Wars story is that how it came to be. But do, do you really need to, really need to see that? Like, I'm sure you'll have a love interest who probably gets killed or probably disappears. You know, it's like a James Bond thing. You know, right. he does a some sort of smuggling mission and has a, a female comrade which you know later on he's going to be you know in the rebellion and and be with Leia so do we really need to see him meet Chewie for the first time or see him win the Millennium Falcon from a, a young Lando or you know what story could they possibly I mean tell basically from what I remember from what I remember of how he won was he played like some kind of card game and beat Lando right don't really need to see that which and, Lando probably gambled to win Cloud City too didn't he or something like that. I mean, that's what he mentions, but yeah. that's, just, that's just like character building without even needing the character, you know? Right, right. So, like, I don't understand where I would want to see in that. Because here's, here's my problem with just thinking about it now is that if you show a Han Solo movie and he's going to smuggle something and then he turns and helps somebody out, to me that takes away the character that you meet in A New Hope because I always took it as Han always looked out for him and Chewie and that's it and that's all they ever needed or wanted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they turn around for a greater cause. Now, if you go out and do a Han movie where you show all this stuff and he gets into like a smuggling adventure, kind of adventure where he helps somebody out, else out, like that kind of takes away that like the character was always like that and that wasn't a big deal for him to turn around and help Luke right, at the very right. end of the movie. Yeah, I agree. So it's not it, it's not a big stretch. It wouldn't be a big stretch and it would kind of ruin that part of the character for me. And... um I yeah I I don't know what story they would tell. I know that they got the writer from Empire and you know and all that and TFA to do Han Solo. That that's really the only thing that got me a little bit excited about it. But at the same time, I was like, do we really need? Like, there's other characters I think that would be more interesting to tell. And also, I think you brought up this point before in many conversations that we have. Whenever you do prequels, there's no sense of like. Um, like you know that they're going to survive at the end. <laughs> you, right. know? you know, obviously we know Han dies uh, now, but I mean, in the past, it's like you know, there's no like um, it's not really thrilling or really exciting in any kind of way. You're just well, like, I think the I think the biggest part about the Han Solo movie is that as of right now, unless I see you know whenever I see a trailer for it, that'll blow me away. But as of right now, I can't really think of a of a story that I would want to see more than, say, you know, Rogue One, where they show something they've never shown before. You know, they show they show the, the war of Star Wars. You know, they show the, the people on the ground type thing. Yes, that and that's the story. I, I've always wanted to know how they got the plans to the Death Star. I, I did want to know that because, obviously, all those people probably got – were, 
you know, sacrifice their lives to get this thing. But, like, right. I wanted to know how they got it. They just said, oh, we have it, you know, and off they go. That's how the story begins. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. Um, I mean, obviously. And then, and then what we want to see, and then what we want to see. And here's the thing, like, Han, basically, when you meet him in A New Hope, you kind of just understand that he's just been doing a lot of bad shit for a long time, you know, smuggling and swindling a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if if that's the case, and Han's big turnaround to being a complete human being, basically, is to go turn around and help the rebellion, do you really want to see a two-hour Han movie where he's just being a dick? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you can't. You can't Some people change that might. About I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not going to be Harrison Ford. It's going to be somebody else, right? So right. that so that leads us into the movie that got us all in, an, like for me and I think you too, got us really excited when somebody released some some fanboy or somebody released a um, a fake image of a Star Wars anthology. At that point, that's what it was called. Right, uh, and it was called titled Obi Wan, and I flipped shit because I was like, "Oh my god, I would love it because Ewan McGregor is still alive, and mm-hmm. he basically spends twenty years doing, I don't know what the fuck he's doing because I didn't read any of the books that might have come out during that time frame for him. Like I don't know if anything was ever told about him during that time frame, but yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I would, I would love to have Ewan McGregor have another shot at the Obi-Wan character with a better story and a better director because that fucking guy can act and his talents were completely wasted in the prequels. And I hope and pray that that got them thinking about an Obi-Wan movie because unlike Han Solo, you don't really get a story arc in in the prequels for Obi-Wan. There's no story arc in, even in... Um, even in the original trilogy, there's no story arc for Obi Wan. No, Basically, there's none. The prequels, there's none in the prequels. He's just like just background fodder, and I think I think even he, like I said before, doesn't really like the prequels either. I, I think well, nobody just, really does. Probably well, can't. I know, but like imagine being a really good actor and being in a shitty movie. It, it's that's got to suck, you know. What Especially I mean? like, being that big. They don't give him. They don't <laughs> give him any any kind of real good lines, they don't give him really anything to do other than, you know, running after Qui-Gon, and then he has this sniveling little kid running after him, and he doesn't really get a whole lot to do there, and George kind of lied about the whole, you know, the whole relationship, you know, back then, so it, I think it would be really interesting and really cool to see, uh, at, you know, these writers that are now writing the Star Wars movies and these directors that they're getting and all this stuff, and, and the money behind Disney, and you know, and all this stuff, and the creativity, I think that it would be a, a, a lot better film. And I think Ewan McGregor's talents would, would not be wasted. It yeah. would be really interesting to see what the, you know, what, what he's been doing for twenty, thirty years on Tatooine. You know, looking over Luke, yeah. I'm sure he's got to been doing something. You can bring Liam Neeson back as the ghost, you know, talking to him because that is canon. Right. Uh, you, you can. I mean, there's a number of things you can do. And there's also, you know, they basically try and say that they dispatched all the Jedi, Jedi's in the prequels, but they didn't because Rebels is supposed to be canon, and those are two Force-sensitive characters right there. Right. Pain and, it, it's and, a vast uh, universe, dude. It's a vast right. universe. There so, could be Jedi all over the place that just don't know them. Or even Force-sensitive people. Right. And, then, and right. then we mentioned this off offline, but... I was suggesting if you were going to do that, you might even be able to bring in 
uh, Darth Vader into this, but very, you know, sensitively because you'd have to be careful to not ruin the original trilogy by bringing or adding right. too much to the Obi-Wan. Because Vader never know, Vader sent story. him. Yeah, Vader never sent right. him until A New Hope, so he was gone yeah. all that time. He never sensed him on the planet that he grew up on. No. <laughs> nope. nope. He didn't think to go back to Tatooine ever. Nope. His he's only, like, fam- he's like, his only family. Yeah, his only family that Anakin ever fucking has that he finds out, he never goes back and says, hey, have you seen these people? Right. His number one excuse, though, dude, is, uh, and, and it's canon, he hates sand. He hates sand. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to go back there. He doesn't want to get yeah. it in his circuitry and fry his circuitry. He doesn't though. even eat salt because it reminds him of sand. That's right. Everything's saltless. So <laughs> so okay, we were talking well, about like well, what, what we would, that... would want to see. Yeah, what would that be like? What 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 would be an ultimate Obi Wan Kenobi movie be like? What for would, me, Obi-Wan I would see? like I would like to know. I would like to see him training himself because if you watch any of the Clone Wars and the Rebels stuff, there's mention of, or actually, I think it's just Clone Wars, not Rebels. Uh, it's and did they say that Clone Wars is canon? The I don't cartoon? think so. I, oh, really? I don't think so. No, I think I think once. Uh, Disney took over Lucasfilm. They canceled Clone Wars because they they were just going to keep going. That's um, right, because there's missing episodes. But it doesn't matter because Lucas gave us out in Episode Three, where he basically tells Obi Wan that he has training to do, and that is an allusion to training to become a Force ghost, basically. Right, pretty much. So I would like to see some kind of training or meditation. It doesn't have to be long, but something like that that kind of gives us an insight of how you know this has happened. I'd like to know how the fuck he became like Ben Kenobi. Like, like you didn't change anything. You just called yourself Ben Kenobi and you had the same <laughs> like, last name. Like Kenobi's like, a, Kenobi's a really popular name yeah, like in the Smith universe. Or something. Right. Like, like there was like, I didn't see a Steve Kenobi or like, you know, Mark <laughs> Bob Kenobi. Kenobi. Or, yeah. Like, Hey, did you see Billy Kenobi down the street? Like he wants to go hang out. Um, so I'd like to see like how he's living kind of a little bit and in, mm-hmm. in exile bit basically, you know. Um I would yeah. like to see maybe some conversations through the force between him and Yoda. That's another way to bring back Yoda um alive. Yeah. Um, and then what would be really cool is basically taking a page out of Rebels is that perhaps all the Jedi are not killed and there are some either Force-sensitive people out there that are were starting to train, or there are Jedi out there that are not really considered Jedi Knights yet. Like Kanan wasn't really a Jedi Knight; he was right. he was ever dubbed the Jedi Knight. He was still in training. Yeah, so they could, they could bring they could bring so him something in. like that where Obi Wan has to leave Tatooine to, you know, to uh, to go help you know other people because they sent they did send out a distress signal. I think somewhere in episode three, they so did maybe, uh, from the temple, but it said to stay away from the temple. Right, but but you could have something responding to that, saying like, we, you know, I don't know, they can make something up, but basically, basically what it would be like, it would be like Obi Wan trying to help, um, you know, force sensitive or, or Jedi yeah, in training. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, I I don't know if I speak for everybody, but. We never got to see Vader run around and slay all the Jedi. I, I would uh, fucking love to see that. I would love to see that. I would love to see him in his to time. That was actually supposed to happen in Episode 3. Yeah. Um, I, I know I told you this before, but maybe not everybody went to Celebration 3. But in Celebration 3, 
they actually talk about Nick Gillard, who was the stunt coordinator or the fight coordinator, said that, you know, there is a sequence where you see Anakin basically slaughtering all, most of the Jedi in right. the temple. And he actually kills Nick Gillard, who's a, uh, who's a Jedi master in that in that sequence. Um, and there's a sequence in there that they filmed, but we've never seen any footage of it. But they did train for it. You know, they did, you know, make the cord uh, the coordination for it. They they practice it or whatever, and they filmed it, but they never released that. I've never seen footage of it. And I've never even heard it mentioned again. Um, yeah, that's that was, a real uh, bummer. I would have loved great. to have seen that. But see, they I think because they it would have drawn attention away from the Obi-Wan Anakin fight, which, oh my gosh, we can go the rounds about that. Because, like, Obi-Wan gets punked, you know, twice by Count Dooku, but then who's way powerful, and then he goes up against Anakin. I mean, he goes, yeah. I mean, he killed Darth Maul, dude, and, and he yeah. can't, like, he can't defeat a sniveling, you know, little kid. Um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of really off balance, but I would love to see Vader in his suit fighting in his prime. You know, right. we never got to see that, ever. You know, except for in the in the game Force Unleashed, right? Is it yeah, yeah, you see a okay. little bit there. Yeah. That's a video uh, game. Yeah, still. It's, yeah. But um, it would be really interesting to see uh, to see that. And Obi-Wan, you know, again, poor Obi-Wan is, is like the big the big failure. <laughs> you know, he's like, just keeps, keeps uh, trying to get things going and then things don't go his way. And that could be another, you know, another thing where he tries to, well, there's a lot of time in there, and you don't have to tell the full story in one, or you can tell a continuing story because, yeah. again, there's he drops off years. Luke. He drops off Luke, and I'm guessing he's like, I don't know, eighteen, twenty years by the time he meets him again later on. You know, uh, so there's a lot of things that you yeah. could, you could. You and could right tell now he's the perfect. Right. right now he's the perfect age. He's right, the he's a little bit older right now. Yeah, you could actually cut right into where he, you know, um, you know. Where he basically is got a bigger beard, he's a little bit more gray, not old, not too old, but maybe, you know, in th- late thirties, early forties. Like 40s, Luke is so probably like, what seven or eight right about now, or ten. Yeah, or, I don't yeah. know something. So he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could totally. They could pull off a really cool movie, I think, with him. Yeah, I think they would just have to be movie. really sensitive to not mess with the original trilogy. Like they can't. They can't do a Lucas and, like, fuck with the entire original trilogy. Like, you can't introduce something that completely, like, screws up the original trilogy. Well, that's a good point. You know, they tried to do that um, when that show Enterprise came out, which was, like, the last Star Trek show because it killed everything. They did that prequel. And, like, every episode they tried to, like, bring in, you know, Klingons and all this other stuff that they didn't meet until Kirk was captain or, or like, way even farther, like... They had the Borg episode, which I was like, "What? You know, how do you how are you going to bring the Borg? In? They don't show up until TNG." No, oh, that's you know? like Smallville. They just did all this weird like stuff, but they but they did it in a way that didn't interfere with the timeline. You know, like, oh, okay, they still don't get met until way later, or they did oh, a time travel case. thing. In that you know. case, that's not like Smallville. <laughs> yeah, but they did it. The Borg was a whole time travel thing. You know, okay. like the Enterprise comes across the Borg because they had traveled back in time, and they were stuck on a planet, and that's how they introduced them. But I was like, you know, I don't like that. I want it, I want you to tell new stories, you know. Um, obviously, Obi-Wan can't meet Vader, or Vader can't sense him, you know. 
or, or stuff like that. They they would have to stay away from that. He has to be in the shadows or run well, around. Well, whatever, whatever, if they decided to do that, like they would again, they would have to be really sensitive to where there would be no winner in the fight. There were there would not be a winner in the fight. They would because because when Obi Wan meets him again or meets him in uh, A New Hope, Vader is the more powerful one. And yeah, it's when I was about the learner, now I'm yeah, or I was once the learner, now I'm the master. But he also says to like Tarkin, he's like, or he says to himself, you know, I haven't felt this presence since, and then he doesn't finish and he just walks off. So you know, it well, could the, have been ten years. Yeah, prior. you could have. Yeah, exactly. You, so that that line, you know, leads it to to whatever, and their interaction in a new hope leads to like leaves the door open for, you know, one or two interactions at least before. You know, before they meet each other again in a new hope, because he never finishes that line. I haven't felt his presence since. Yeah, because they, they now they you assume like, it's episode three. They could, could fight. They could fight, and maybe Vader bests him and thinks he's dead. I don't know. Like he could fall down a, a hole or something. Or no, I would think. I would think it would need to be even. If they do ever meet, it would have to be even because it, it just can't happen because of the line that he says afterwards, where he's like the learner and the master line. Like you can't, you can't have Vader win. Well, and but Tarkin, later. but Tarkin says stuff like, you know, he's that religion's gone, or he's he's long dead, or something. I can't. God, why can't I remember? I've seen that movie so many times, and I can't remember certain lines. But I remember Tarkin saying something like, "Oh, you're you're crazy. He's he's gone. You know, that religion right. is like dead." Um, but you, they could make uh, that could make that that could make for a good like ending for an Obi Wan movie where something blows up and he makes it seem like he actually did die in the explosion or something or something like that. Yeah. Where, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that whoever, if they ever do decide to do this movie and they decide to bring Vader in, they need to be really careful with, with how their interactions go. If they even interact, because like, again, you can't ruin the original trilogy by introducing something in those movies, but I would still love to see you and McGregor in good Star Wars movie. Yes, I know. Me too. I think they owe him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really think they owe him. I mean, I, I, I remember I was listening to somebody or read something where they were like, "Can we just like do the prequels over again?" Oh yeah, like, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, "This like, would be a good time to redo the prequels." I was like, "Yes, if they keep making Transformers movies, they can fucking remake the prequels." <laughs> yeah. They could like well, hey, they did two different Clone Wars cartoons. I mean, they they did you know the guy that did Samurai Jack uh, did oh, yeah, first yeah. batch, and then they completely negated those and redid the Clone Wars from scratch with Dave Filani. Um, I wonder if there's something in the contract where they can't do it. Like Lucas is like, yeah, you can't redo the prequels. Like you can't rehash them. I bet you, I bet you he is so still like full of himself that he like put something in the contract where it would not surprise me where they can't touch the prequels. That would not surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me either. And I think, you know, JJ, it seems like he knows that the prequels are canon and he tried to honor that by doing certain things, you know, like he had you and McGregor come in and do a line. He had, um, uh, Frank Oz come in and do a line, and he had. But Frank Oz was both. Well, yeah, that's true. Original. And then he did have. Um, he only had one throwaway line that was not a throwaway line, but he only had one line, which we talked about before about the yeah. clones, and that yeah. was it. 
That was the only mention for the prequels. They um, like you saw the concept artwork between you know on Anakin. Let's talk about that for a second. They had concept uh, artwork about oh, Anakin yeah. being like even as a ghost trying to figure out if he's light or dark, which that was kind of interesting, but that would have brought up a lot more questions. Like when you die, like he came to the light before he died, but then they're saying like, well, even as a force ghost, he he goes back and forth between good and bad. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's really, kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, it raises more questions, just like when he when he put Hayden Christensen's ghost into the uh, into the ending of Jedi, and you're like, well, wait a minute. He was a dick, like, 30%, 40%, 50% of his life. He turns light for, the like, the last five minutes of his life, and he gets to be fucking 20 years old again. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan Kenobi was fucking, you know, good the entire time, well, and he's still old as fuck. I, yeah, I think that's stupid too. I mean, they they say like you know you you come back as a force ghost when you're like the last time that you're good or something like that is what it's basically saying. So basically, you could be good for ten years of your life and then be a fucking dick for the rest of your life, and then when you die, you can just come back as your young self again, going like, hey, yay, you know. Meanwhile, Obi Wan is like you know crippled and walking around as an old man, <laughs> force right. ghost. Yeah. It's kind uh, of- I can think of again. It comes to uh, well, if we do episode seven, eight, and nine, we can have Hayden Hayden Christensen's alive, so we can have him, you know, do some cameos and stuff. Because Sebastian Shaw is long gone, so that's the only thing I can think of. Like I always think that these people mostly think about marketing and merchandise. So it's like we need to do stuff where we can, you know, easily bring people back or do this or that. Like, no, I, really... I think I think they need to stay away from. I think they need to stay away from Hayden Christensen, just mainly because like it was just really bad, and he's never been good in a lot of the things he's ever been in. Ewan McGregor is a little bit different, where that guy knows how to act, and you know it's the same thing with like Liam Neeson. Like that guy knows how to act. Like you don't you don't look at Hayden Christensen and go, well, it was just a bad script and it was a bad you know director. You, uh, yes, you know it was, um, but at the same time, he's never really done anything that you were like, okay, this this guy can really it's a, act. It's a it double-edged was, sword. Was, he was good in his life as a house, and I think shattered, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that he's been in where I didn't really care for him. But um, it, it is, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, you do need to have a good director that can pull, you know, good your acting abilities out. You know, I think he was hired mostly for his height, and for the look more than anything else. You know, I yeah. think they, they probably could have looked around a little bit more and found somebody more, um, you know, suitable. Now, there's a lot of people on this planet, you know. I can't <laughs> believe the biggest the biggest casting call ever is for Han Solo. Did you hear it was like 2,500 candidates or something like that? Something crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I don't really care about that. I would rec- I'd like to know what kind of story they're going to tell more than anything. Well, yeah. That's true, but like, I don't know. Whoever they hire is going to be scrutinized like a son of a bitch, you know. They, yeah, they, it's not easy shoes to fill at all. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, when Star Trek, when they were rebooting Star Trek, I was very leery. I was like, oh man, how do you replace Captain Kirk? How do you replace Leonard Nimoy? You know, of all things. And <clears throat> I just, I don't know. Like going in and watching the movie, the story was so good, I didn't care anymore. I really didn't yeah. uh, care that the guy didn't act like Kirk, you know, with the pauses and all that shit. I, I liked his Captain Kirk, 
and yeah, I and, yeah. and I love Zachary Quinto. He was fantastic. He was very good at Spock, though. He was really he was, good. He, he was being Leonard, Leonard Nimoy without being Leonard Nimoy, which was the yeah. best compliment you could give. And then the guy they got for McCoy was really good too. And of course, like um, for I mean Bones, and then and then obviously Simon Pegg for. Um, yeah, so the cast was really well done, but all of those guys can act. And that, yeah. Like, if you're going to reboot something, you got to make sure that you might not want to get somebody who mimics the other person, but you better make sure that they can act. And all, right. that's a good cast. And, you know, and, and and that's why I think it gets me so excited for a possibility of an Obi-Wan movie because Ewan McGregor can act. And as much as I hated, you know, the prequels, uh-huh. and as much as the turn to the dark side sucked, and as much as much as the choreographed fight scene at the end didn't like it fell really short to me. Yeah. Um his speech to Anakin at the end of that movie, you know, was gut wrenching, even though I didn't feel the like I didn't feel the relationship that was being forced on us between those two. Right. But because he was such a good actor and he nailed that scene, like, you know, you still felt for the scene, you know, and so I think if you can get that, you know, you were McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, all the way through the movie. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You all the way through the movie. I mean, the guy can he can do it, he can do it all. So, so I think I think that I think that's great. And uh, and oh, we're gonna put we're gonna post a hashtag to the title of this podcast too, and it's gonna yes. be, it's gonna be hashtag Obi Wan SW story. So, see if we get any play on that. Once again, that's hashtag Obi Wan SW story. So we're going to post that on here um, and see if we get any any kind of hits on those or not hits, but see if it uh, kind of takes off. But yes, so yes. I definitely want to anyway. see that story more than anything else. Yeah, what's that? I, I definitely want to see that story more than anything else. Um, yeah, I'm not really into. I mean, a Han Solo story, I guess. I'm not really into. Some people mention Yoda. Um, I'm like, mm. why? Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Um, I wouldn't mind a Boba Fett one, I, but I don't uh, want a prequel Boba Fett. I want a, a Boba Fett where he like they'd have to take it to where like almost like remember in um, that Tom Hanks movie Road to Perdition where he's really not the good guy. Yeah, yeah, the hitman. Yeah, yeah. So they need to do a movie where like that because Boba Fett's not a good guy, and you can't no. do. So I want a movie where you're not supposed to be rooting for the bad guy. But like the bad guy's still awesome, you know. Like, uh, what other movies come to mind uh, where the bad guy's the main character? Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a few of them. You have to really sit just can't and think. think of them. But Road to Perdition was the first one that that yeah. came to my head because he really wasn't a good guy in that movie. He was a you know was a hitman. What about so. uh, Leon the Professional? Oh yeah, but there's a lot of there's more heartwarming stuff to that where I don't see that in a Boba Fett character. Yeah, he's not a, a like a walking around with a little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's like a story in there for Bo- like I'd be interested to see a Boba Fett story because you know there, but it, it it would have to be as Boba Fett. It wouldn't have to be like when he was a kid. Like I don't want to see that shit. I no, no, no. See... I want to see that either. I don't want to see like right where his dad gets killed and then he just like turns to a life of crime. I want to see him already in his prime. You know, already yeah. like. Doing his thing, working for you could bring Jabba back. You can, you can. Oh, have you know him. would be awesome. Okay, so you know the you know the uh, yeah. you know that movie Boondock Saints, but even though oh yeah, I love it. Movie, it's one of my favorites. Okay, so even though they're good guys in the movie, 
they're doing some really horrible shit to bad people. Yeah. But if you took that type of a theme where you're doing something bad, but it still looks badass, so you don't really care, like, mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. Like, if Boba Fett got screwed out of, like, a bounty or something, and he goes back and just, like, basically kills the entire gang or something, you know, so that kind of feeling where he yeah. it's, it's him against everybody else, like, or an entire, like, gang, that would be awesome for me. We need uh, Tarantino to do it. Oh, my God, that would be so fucking violent. <laughs> it, it needs to be violent. He's not a good guy. He's, you would never see that, though, because because it's Disney, and you're not going to get anything other than no, that. I think but, the hardest you know, PG-13 you're going to get is probably Rogue One. Probably, yeah, you're right. You're right. And they they got a good director for that, too. I'm, actually, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, they talked about a long time ago also doing a TV series, because I guess they wrote a bunch of, like, episodes already 50 to 100 episodes or something like that but they said it was too expensive to produce Mm -hmm. and so they were waiting for the cost to come down so they can start you know cranking those out and i rumor was is it was a a series about the under star wars underworld yeah yeah you know the stuff that happens you know beneath the surface um which i don't know if that would have been interesting or not I, i i don't know like when i think star wars i think lightsabers and jedi and sith and i think you know all this stuff so that's why i'm very intrigued about rogue one very very intrigued because how do you tell a star wars story that doesn't have like the force and you know and all that because stuff? it's like, an interesting story you know like yeah you know and and what makes um you know certain of the parts of the clone wars cartoons interesting was that the characters were good yeah, and their stories were good. Um, you know, there's there's certain uh, episodes in that series that don't have anything to do with the Jedi, really. Right, that's um, true. That's true. So, but the story was so good that the characters you cared about, and I mean, that's my main concern about a, a Star Wars TV show. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to see like Star Wars, like Agents of Shield. You know, like, I don't want to see twenty six. No, episodes. And, and and the opposite, you don't want to see. A CW, you know, Star Wars. Where yes, it's just yeah, I don't want to see that either. Angsty teenagers. Like, and, so I would love it if they went to Netflix, personally. Uh, you know, they, they signed a deal. The, Disney has a episodes. deal with Netflix, man. They have a deal. And you could do an R-rated Boba Fett. You could do, you know. Yes, yeah. Because, be because good, yeah. quite frankly, like Daredevil, I mean, it never goes over the top as far as, like, you know, nudity and there's stuff like that. There's a lot of blood in there, though. But there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people getting beat up and, I, I'm okay with that kind of R. You know, you don't need nudity and swearing in a Star Wars series, but you need, like, action and, you know, grit and, you know, some really cool shit happening. Netflix would be the bomb, man. That would be the best place to put a Star Wars. I mean, they already have, like, a relationship with them, with the Marvel, yeah. you know, Marvel stuff. So, like, if you want to go gritty and you want to go, like, Boba Fett or you want to go underground Star Wars, like, put it on Netflix and just be precise. Because the biggest problem with, like, you know, the... uh Agents of Shield is that it's like 26 episodes and it feels like 20 of them are fillers. Yeah, I think that show would be really awesome if it was like 12 or 13 episodes a season. I, I think it'd be a lot. I'm starting to really like that format for a lot of different shows. Uh, especially, oh man, you got to watch it, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. You, we got to talk about that. Oh yeah, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna wait till the last episode airs. Yeah, this Saturday. And then I'm gonna go back. And do that, but let's get back to Obi Wan. Yeah. Movie. So Obi Wan, oh, you asked me, you asked me about what I would want to see in an Obi Wan yes. movie. What do so I want? What do you want to see? What do I want to see? Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely want to see him. Uh, I think you mentioned it, but I want to see him train. I want to see him talk to 
Qui-Gon, I want to see him um, uh, kind of do a kind of like, not like castaway, but like, you know, maybe scenes where he's on his own and he's like, I don't know, like doing things, like building a lightsaber <laughs> or, like, or like fucking... Did you see The Martian? Yeah, I love The Martian. Dude, I'm... <laughs> when, you're, when you said castaway, the first thing I thought of was that scene in The Martian where he like finally like fixes himself and takes a, shoves that grape juice and he's like, fuck you, Mars. How fucking funny would that? <laughs> just picture Obi Wan just sitting there like fucking getting sand out of everything, and he just fucking sits there with his lightsaber, and he's like, "Fuck you, Tatooine." <laughs> I want him to make like a a fake Vader out of rocks, and he just like hits it. Just... <laughs> I don't. I want to see him like laying down, looking up at the the roof of his like little hut, tossing his lightsaber, and like singing you know, TV show melodies. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> I was hooking up with Tuscan Raiders and... <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, which are you, scum or villainy? Be both. Both. Oh, okay. Um, so, which, okay, which this... I want to segue because this has to do with Kenobi. One of the biggest uh, rumors out there right now, or speculation, is about where Ray comes from. So oh, kind God, of a, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, kind of a, you know... Yeah, I hope uh, it's not true. I hope it's not true either, but dang, that guy made a pretty good case. Um, but it still doesn't really hold a you know, complete amount of water. But Because in the original trilogy, I felt like Obi-Wan was like... You know, the true the, last Jedi, the, like a true yeah, like Jedi. the true like he followed the order, you know, he did what he was supposed to do, and for him to actually like get it on with somebody and have a kid, like we kind of ruined the whole Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi thing for me. Yeah, but you he know? could be like you know George Costanza. He's like not truly the master of his domain. He, yeah, he could, I don't he know. Could, it would take a really hot alien to like sway Obi Wan. Like, what if Obi Wan's like, fuck, dude, I'm the last one who gives a shit anymore. And just like totally bones it out for the next few well, years. Well, in in the Clone Wars, <laughs> in the Clone Wars, he has a certain love for that princess. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. But that's so. Not canon, but that's though. not canon. But yeah. there was like a very. But they never go past that in in, in the Clone Wars. No. And just the, just the idea that Obi Wan has a certain affection for somebody, but that's a lot of that that character took you know a, a, like almost a season or two. Mm-hmm. To build their relationship to where you actually believe that Obi Wan, you know, had that kind of love for somebody like for a female, you know, like because Obi Wan never, and before then, Obi Wan never, um, you know, there, there's no talk about any a Jedi no. thing with a with no. a woman. So, but you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just, it just feels like a, you know, kind of far fetched or something, or kind of like like they're really trying to like make this crazy twist. Kind of thing. You mean who you posted know? the the, the with Ray? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the the twi- the the rumor or the speculation was that Ray is Obi Wan's kid or grandkid. Um, so like Obi Wan impregnated somebody way back when, and then you know, and then that person had another kid, and that ended up being Ray. Um, and the only one that really knows about it would be Luke because Luke talks to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's by the way, I think I have a. Uh, you know, I had a kid. I, I feel it in the forest or whatever. Because maybe he didn't know. I don't know. 
like, you know, I feel it. And this, and so Luke takes it upon himself to find Ray and like drop her off on a shitty planet. Like he was dropped off. He's like, fuck you, Obi-Wan. You did this to me. I'm going to do it to you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it just, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more far-fetched it seems even more now. I and, think the biggest problem with that for me, and I don't know if you agree or not, but the biggest problem with that for me is that it takes away from the original trilogy Obi-Wan, the feeling that I had for that character. It, it does. It, 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 that's because the biggest to me, thing. it's almost to the, it's not as bad. It's not nowhere near as bad, but it, it's on the same realm of Han shooting first. Right. It takes right. away, it takes away that feeling of what the character was intended to be. Yeah. You know, he's intended to be this like all knowing, all powerful, uh, last Jedi Master, and for him to go against his, um, his code you know, the and, teachings and the, and the Jedi Code just because he's alone, like to me that takes away from who he was, mm-hmm. because it's more it's more character building if he stayed a hermit and did nothing like that and stayed true to the code, right. even though you know he was stuck on this desert planet. You know, to me, it reinforces the character if he didn't do anything, which in this case, if he did do something. You know, it, it take for me it would take away from the character just based on rumor alone. Yeah, know? I no, so I, I don't. I, I, I don't think that's going to be true. I, I think totally agree. Thinking that it's going to be Luke's daughter is probably going to be true, but who knows? Well, from a story point of view, I almost think like it's better if she's nobody's daughter. I just she's just force sensitive. Like, why can't they just do that? And that she was just dropped off to a planet by some random person or some people we don't know. Well, I don't know. Like she says, you know, I'm I'm waiting for my family. It could have been somebody on the run. It could be, you know, who knows. Um I just think it, it it's just again, you know, Leia would have known about a ki- a kid that Luke had. You know, somebody would have known something. It's like, you know, how do you keep something like that um a secret for a really long time? Well, just, Luke was gone for a really long time. I don't know how long, but he was gone for a really long time. So, there's no telling like what could have happened up until that point. Like he could have had a child or something and, and, you know, and, and maybe Kylo Ren does know about it, which is why he seems so sensitive to the fact, like after that one uh, first order officer told him about a girl with a staff or something like that. And yeah, of course, like he pulls that guy in by the neck using the force. So like he seems really sensitive to this female that all of a sudden is part of the story. So, and here's the other thing about storytelling too. If if it's if Ray is is the daughter of some people we don't know who the hell they are, mm-hmm. like I mean some random people, um, because like now you'd have to spend some kind of time frame explaining and actually giving a shit of why Ray was dropped off on the planet. Mm-hmm. If it if it's part of like the main characters or part of somebody that you know, even if it is Obi Wan. You know, you, you could explain it away in maybe a paragraph or two in some cutscenes. But if you don't know who the people are, you know, like it, it's going to be hard for you to explain. Like, well, yeah. who the fuck are these people? Like, even if it's Obi Wan, let's say, let's say our biggest fear about that rumor is true, right? And it's mm-hmm. Obi Wan's kid. You kind of know that he was stuck on Tatooine, right? And you can right. cut the scenes. You could have a cutscene or something and explain away what happened because you know who Obi Wan is. You know what he went through, and you know what you know that he was in isolation for twenty something years. So you have a background story for Obi-Wan. If you do something for Rey that has no be- – like to nobody, like no per- no character has ever been introduced are Rey's parents, you have to tell all that shit to even give a crap. That's true. But, you know, Luke 
could have known her family. He could have said to them, get her the fuck out of here. Like, you know, there's this crazy guy going around killing Jedi again. Get her out of here. Yeah, but then there's that. But then then why? Why out of everybody does Rey... Why does the lightsaber call out to Rey? It it can't be because... It can't be because she's on the light side. There has to be some kind of... Either she was connected to the Jedi Academy Luke was trying to build, or she's connected to Luke. Like, it's one or the other. Yeah... Yeah, but I even guess so, right, like, why, why would, why would that, why would that lightsaber call out to Rey even if she was part of the, you know, part of the the new Jedi Academy? It would only call out to her if she has some kind of like relationship either with Luke or with Vader. Or, I guess so because you know, the, the cave like does the cave does call out to Luke, you know, and it had Vader in it and all that stuff. But 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 then again, that cave didn't. I mean, it's not like Vader went to that cave before. It was just force sensitive cave. Right. You know, like I, I, some someone explained to me, I think a long time ago, the cave at Dagobah, um, a Sith Lord died there or something like that. So the dark side, the presence is like is crazy strong there, and so like it, the Force just kind of like calls out to Luke, and he goes in there and that sees his you know possible I thought, future. I thought I saw something where Dagobah is like, I think I heard about that, but that Dagobah is is very heavy heavy on the dark side. So that it would mask Yoda's presence there. Oh, that's that's actually a better explanation. I like that better. Well, as to why he just goes to Dagobah, like you, you just in the in the in this in the episode three, all you hear from Yoda is like you know from an old friend, which is Qui Gon, mm-hmm. um, that told him to go to Dagobah, but he doesn't. He never says fucking why. Right. You know, like a, it was just like a toss away storyline. Like, hey, let me just let me just fix all this shit in ten minutes. <laughs> right, yeah, the ending was so rushed. I didn't like that at all. And they took out a really cool scene of Yoda, you know, shipping off to Dagobah too. They completely took that out. And his reasoning was, oh, it it took away from the story. I'm like, it was 20 seconds. Like it's yeah. not. It didn't, you know, no. I'm sure you could have got out 20 seconds somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that whole balcony yeah. scene between Padme and Anakin. Oh, where they were talking. Yeah, well, they're like, I love you. Oh, that that was... No. Oh, no, that because was I love you so You know, much. the best scene between the two of them was the scene where they didn't talk. They just, like, were just, like, kind of, like, they were across the, the city, you know, staring into the city or staring at each other from really far away. I really liked that scene. It was, like, quiet, and they're just kind of sitting there, and then he decides he's going to go and, you know, <laughs> stop them from killing Palpatine. It was, like, a, yeah. kind of a neat scene, good. but... Yeah, that was a good scene, and that's really sad that their best scene together was that they're not even in the same room together. They're not even in the same room. They're not talking to each other, exactly. Yeah. That's so, that's just <laughs> pretty typical, pretty typical. The best scene that they had was when they were not acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that scene was, they recorded them just waiting to be in another scene. <laughs> they were yeah. just like, sit there waiting. It's like, I want you to think of this math problem really hard. Yeah. <laughs> And go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So there's our there's our hopes and dreams for an Obi Wan. I know we yes. kind of went off on a tangent, which we will do a lot. So be forewarned that we go off on tangents. But mainly, we would love to see an Obi Wan solo movie. Yes, um, with Ewan McGregor, baby. Once again, hashtag Obi Wan SW story which we will have on the podcast. 
and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Maybe yes. we should try to go. Well, yeah, we'll probably try to do something non-Star Wars next time, so we can give people a Star Wars break. Um, and well, there's lots about. of things to talk about. Lots of things to talk about. Number one thing I definitely want to talk about is Deadpool. But, oh God, yeah. Uh, yeah. So awesome, man. All right, there's your Obi Wan story. Obi Wan, there you go. Ewan McGregor, let's do it. Come later. on, Disney. Come on, Disney. See you later.